Welcome to Strength in the Numbers. My name is Andrew Codd, accountant, author, and commercial finance entrepreneur. And it's my job each week to bring you leaders in finance and business and deconstruct with them their real stories, insights, and hard-won lessons into practical advice on the key strengths and qualities you need to remain relevant in accounting and finance today, as well as the steps you can begin to take to elevate the impact you make to have a fun, successful, and rewarding career in accounting and finance. Now let's go over to the show. Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Strength in the Numbers. Now our guest mentor today is Robin Kijak. He's a finance manager at Wix, and previously a long-time finance professional at DHL. Now Robin on today's show shares with us his experiences of how he challenged his more introverted nature to go out and walk the shop floor to build new relationships and make an impact in terms of not only his own effectiveness but also helping his business partners make better decisions that drove overall profitability as well. Now I really enjoyed these conversations with fellow finance business partners because they tend to be very practical and our audience gets loads out of them because this type of insight and knowledge can be applied straight away or tomorrow back in our own roles and organizations. So some of the key points raised in this episode were how to practically develop the confidence to build relationships, also how we can do some simple things to scale our impact, and also Robin shares a story on how to improve the perception other teams might have of finance, particularly where they see finances sitting in their golden or their ivory towers. So look, Really excited to bring you this episode, but if you do want to follow up on any of the resources mentioned, uh, please check us out at sitnshow slash podcast slash 054. There you'll not only find detailed timestamped show notes of this episode, but also other guest mentor interviews and resources as well to help you have more fun, rewarding and successful careers in accounting and finance. So that's enough for me. So without further ado, over to Robin and the show. So, Robin, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So, Robin, look, we've spoken a bit there previously. Some of our audience may not be as familiar with uh, yourself. So, would you mind maybe taking us through your journey in finance and accounting and how you ended up in your current role? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I started in finance oh, back in 1996, so a long time ago now. I for a small uh, manufacturing business as an accounts assistant. I spent a year or so there, then moved into the NHS, the National Health Service in the UK, where I spent eight years or so predominantly working in management accounts roles. Um, following that, I moved into the logistics and distribution sector. So I initially started working for a smaller third-party logistics or 3PL company who worked, funnily enough, um, they, I worked on the contract for Wicks, which we'll come back to in a second. Um, so moving on from there, I, I worked in DHL, in their supply chain division, and I worked in three major consumer slash retail um, contracts whilst working in DHL. And then uh, just the, the middle of last year, so July last year, I moved into my current role, which is as finance manager for Wix, which is a DIY re- retailer. Um, I work in the kitchen and bathroom distribution that section of the of the Wix company. I also uh, support installations and customer services. So it gives me a bit of variety. What I've tried to do when I've moved around uh, various companies is is do something different, develop myself and, and keep building on, on what, what sort of my base um, skill set is. And like that's important. I saw you mentioned there, Robin, base skill set. That's one heck of a, a career. 
where have you sort of found yourself when you've been, been sort of taking on those new challenges? What sort of skills do you feel are more important to be developing now? If, I, if I'm totally frank, I think the confidence piece is something that I've, I've not mm-hmm. sort of been great at in my early career. I, I mean, I was one of these typical finance people, if there was such a thing, where I'm mean, very introverted. <laughs> I'm quite happy to sit, sit in my office and you know, get told, these are what we did last week, and, and put the reports together, distribute them. And I suppose you know, it hasn't been helped by email, if I'm quite honest. Because you know, email is, is sort of a way of getting out of having to talk to people. And that's how so I found yeah. it in the start of my career is that now I could email reports off and never have to speak to anyone. And it's brilliant. Um, but um, yeah, that's, I've, I've, that's, that's not the best way to approach things. So, you know, and I think that, that whole confidence in, in building relationships has, has become more and more important as I've gone through my career. And that was, and I, I, I suppose I, that was why how my uh, the article that uh, I wrote with Anders came about is that it was I started in a new job, so I had a fresh slate. You know, it was mm. uh, I've been in DHL ten years or so, so people knew me in DHL. Whether I moved around contracts, people already knew me. But I came into Wix, and it was totally a totally new environment, and I could you know I could set out from the start. This is how I'm going to do things, and I really pushed myself out of my comfort zone to to get to know people and start building relationships straight away, rather than before I would you know sit in the background and wait until I was needed. And I think that's where I've made the biggest leaps and bounds sort of de- development in my career so far. That's that's interesting. So like you'd gone through a lot of your career, and I have to say, Robin, like I I would feel I'm probably tend more towards the introverted side myself. That you went through so much of your career, and then you you start coming out from behind your desk. I have to I I find email a bit of a crutch, if if I'm yeah. be honest about it, and uh, and then what got me going out of that was actually because I, I do a lot of global work. It was actually getting on the phone with people or video messages, because sometimes it's difficult to get out from behind your desk. But that that's some achievement. And I like what you did there. It was a nice, clean slate. Is there sort of yeah. any other advice to help our listeners? Because there's plenty of us out there that are, that are like that and do need to push ourselves out of our comfort zone. So is there any other advice you could give to our listeners on, on how to practically go about doing that? I think it's, it's, it's very much you just have to get the, get the kahunas, for want of a better word, just get out there and do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, you know, the first time you do it, it's difficult. But, you know, you find that people aren't as bad as you probably make out in your mind. Um, yeah. And I, I know recently I went on, um, I think it was a SEMA a seminar lecture, and they were talking about finance business partnering and building relationships. And they, they gave quite a, a useful uh, sort of relationship steps, if you like. So okay. to begin with, you know, asking questions because people like to talk about themselves so it's you know get out there and ask questions of people and then show an interest in what they're saying and, and it made you know it made sense because if that's what people like to do then let's build on that and see what happens and then you know seek an understanding of where they're coming from what their you know their values are their and what, what they see as important in the business and then you know you can start i know um, a big word is collaboration at the moment and start cooperating with yeah. each other um, so you know, if you need if you need a favour, it's a sort of that you scratch my back, I scratch your type of thing. And I think that's yeah. that's sort of then where you start building the trust and that relationship then grows. Yeah, I I love how you broke that down in the simple steps. And look, I know you gave some credit there to Seema, but you know, at the end of the day, Robin, you had to break that down for us. And I think there are three, four very useful steps any of us can take. So some great advice yes. there for our listeners. Appreciate you doing that. 
And I, I suppose then, Robin, in terms of your current role, then what's what's exciting you most about what you're doing? As I said, I started in uh, sort of mid uh, July last year, so so I was quite new to the role. I had to have two month ends, and then I was into budgeting. So it was very sort of thrown into the deep end. But what I did find is that you know, budgeting it gave me the, the the sort of reason to ask difficult questions and try and understand the business as a whole. Yeah, which which really helped because then I could I could get into and start building these relationships with people that perhaps in the first couple of months I hadn't had a chance to see yet or whatever it may be. Um, yeah. So that was good, and I think going forward now, because I, I, I built a model to do the budgeting, to do forecasting, and I think going forward, it's tweaking that to get in, get the operational guys more involved in what I'm doing, because you know yeah. we may manage the budget process as such. Um, but we don't yeah. own that budget, and then someone else needs to deliver that budget. So they need to be brought into it and have as much involvement as it as we do. So I think that's Definitely. that's a big piece for me going forward is to to keep building the this sort of relationship piece and getting everyone involved in what we're looking to do going forward. Yeah, look, that's I mean that's really good advice to our listeners, Robin, because. You know, if we were trying to do all of this ourselves, even, I mean, like we have some ownership in terms of making sure the process is working, but we don't own the budget at the end of the day. So if we're really no, going to get to scale the impact we can make and be fair on the business and scale the impact they can make, really they need to step in and, and take some ownership of the process too. It is their budget at the end of the day. And I could agree with you more. So, I mean, in terms of how how you've been going about that, you know, if there's some sort of recommendations for our listeners on how they can, in effect, scale their impact as well as the the impact of the business. Yeah, I think it's it's yeah. What I spoke about in um, uh, when I did the article with Anders is more about uh, we have weekly meetings. So so now yeah. you know the operational guys they know what a PNL is. They know how they can impact a PNL. So going forward, we we try to track all of the metrics so that we can look at run rates and trends, etc. So that when we come to do forecasts and budgets going forward, we know we know how things are going to work, and we know you know where the areas where we can perhaps we have a bit fat built into the budget perhaps that we can cut out. And, and, like and I think I think that's yeah. key, and because a lot of operational people. Um, at a certain level, you know, up to a sort of head of type level, that you know, they will know what PL is. But below that, you know, people just go about their their day job is to, but well, in logistics and distribution, it's to get the boxes out the door at the end of the day. So they, you know, they they they're perhaps not as focused on the PL as we would be, but they need to have an interest in it. And I think as soon as they have an interest and they can they can um, understand how they can impact it, then that helps everyone and especially as their development as well because they're, they're going to look to go on in their careers and you know P&Ls and finance is going to play a big part in that so I think the sooner you can get people involved in that and brought into that the better yeah I, I, I got to tie a few things what you're saying there because I think I think it's really great advice I, I, let's start with the last bit there about the how you know like how does it matter like that's real practical stuff. That's why we have this this podcast, this show, is to give practical advice or share it with our audience so it makes our lives a little bit easier so we can enjoy what we're doing more. But also, come back to the point on confidence, you know, we've got this great set of skills to be able to translate what's going on in the business into financials, into P&Ls, 
and actually share and help other people to understand what that all that means as well so they could be better at their jobs and understand the impact of what they're doing so i really i really think that's how do you say if anyone wants to take one or one thing away from this call is about being confident and and realizing we have a lot of value to offer if we just go and engage with people so that's um yeah no look at that i really appreciate you sharing that and one, one one other thing as well those weekly meetings it's amazing how much uh, time you save in the long run by having those weekly touch points i mean um have you always run those robin or has that been a relatively new thing that you sort of you start walking the shop floor a bit more yeah no it's it's, it's, a, it's a new thing i think because um, before I came in, that there wasn't someone on site as often as, as I am. So, so very much to finance. You know, the, their view of finance was they sit in there, you know, in their um, golden tower somewhere, and, you know, <laughs> put a few buttons into a laptop, and that's their job done. So, I think and this was. I've got to give credit to the uh, the head of distribution for kitchen and bathroom in this case because he was very uh, a big advocate when I came in for interview that he wanted to see more visibility of finance on the shop floor. He wanted to see me being in the business and uh, educating his operators as to how they can impact the finances and what they can do to help the overall business objectives. And um, so, between as we put in a meeting on a weekly basis, that we could sit down go through the numbers from the previous week uh, how are we looking against this budget against the reforecast numbers and what can we do now to make sure that going into the next week if there's if there's areas where where we're not performing as we should if we're not being as, as efficient as we could be how do we change that so for the next week and the next month you know we, we do get better on better and better week on week so that that was a new thing that we put in, and I think it's uh, it's been a big sort of educational process for the operation managers as well because they've not had any involvement at all in it prior to sort of me coming into the business, and I think it's made a big difference to them as well and how they see things. You know, we're not so telling you to get rid of agency just for the fun of it. We're telling you to get rid of agency because the volume's not there. So we need mm-hmm. you to make cutbacks based on what volume we're getting coming through the business. Yeah, well, it's it's um it's interesting that you're giving them sort of added value advice. You're a bit like a sparring partner for them in a way, you know, to yeah. to sort of get the best out of them. Like if if they're not willing to to trade a few punches for you, you you're willing to give them maybe a few digs and and then get some value out of them as well for the business. It's um it's challenge, yeah. I think if you yeah if you can give them that challenge as well and say this is what you did last year or this is what you did last month. Why are we not hitting those highs this month? And it's just, I think it's just looking at things in a different way because of course their, their focus is on, you know, churning the business, pick, picking the boxes, getting the boxes out the door. So it's just pointing them and focusing them on items where you know, they can make changes and we can see an impact in the bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like it was that, that expression, you know, seeing the, the wood fruit from the trees. Uh, oh, definitely. It's, it's a bit like that they're so they're so stuck in what they're doing and they, you know more often than not they're probably doing a great job and, and they're so focused on it that they don't really see what else is going on around them or any other opportunities that are there so so it's it's great that that we're there to provide that challenge as you said said robin so robin i want to sort of step it up a few gears and maybe sort of talk about maybe maybe throw a few rapid fire questions at you um in terms of yeah in terms of your career to date i mean what's been the best bit of advice either maybe personal or business orientated that you've ever received 
I don't know if I've never received any advice or if I've never listened to it, but I've, <laughs> but I did. I, I did I, there was a, a couple of sayings that I came up when I was thinking about this that, that I think I'll share with you now. So, so the first one is about every day's a school day. So from that, I mean, you're always learning. You're always learning something new every day. Uh, but I think that's true as you go through life in general. And I think in, especially in finance, you know, it's, it's it's pushing yourself out there, pushing it a bit further out of your comfort zone each time. And you will find something new and learn something new. And I think the other piece was around, there's, there's a bit of conjecture as to where this came from, but um, it's uh, this too shall pass. And I think that is very true. And mm-hmm. um, so... When you think of the good times, you know, let's, let's make the most of it because that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna fade into history. But also, you know, when you're going through bad times, uh, be that in terms of volatile uh, volumes or personally, if you're if you're going through a bad time in your, in your personal life, you know, just think that that's gonna this is this is gonna soon be history, and then you move on to something else. And I think that's very true. And I think it's something to to hold on to when you're going through the ups and the downs that. Uh, things are going to change for the good or, or the worse, but you just need to bear that in mind. So true. Love that advice. Yeah, that, I think it's very, um, I know it's probably from one of those stoic philosophers, this too shall pass. I, I couldn't agree with it more. It's it's definitely helped us out of a, a few tight spots. That's true, and, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Robin, in terms of maybe some resources or books that, might benefit our listeners you know what sort of resources or books would you share with with them well I've, I've, again I, i'm not i'm not a great one for business books but what i was thinking around is because I'm, I'm a big fan of linkedin as you know there's there's a few people on there that i would thought, I thought i'd just um, put into this mind maybe um so there's a guy um called phil spool oh, i think that's how you pronounce his name s-p-a-l-l now he's not one of a he's not a prolific writer on um, linkedin but he did produce an article last is february last year Questioning, questioning whether business partnering was actually a new trend. And, and it was all about him starting out as a finance business partner back in 1996, I believe, at Granada Motorway Services. And that really struck a chord with me. And it, it sort of made me understand how simple the role could be in some respects. It, you know, it is that getting out, speaking to people, understanding how the business works, and then simplifying it, and you, you're able to speak to people in a language they understand. And, and it really sort of struck a chord with me. So I'd, I'd recommend to go and have a look at that if you can. Um, there's obviously obviously yourself um, and Anders are you know, a, a big users of LinkedIn, and you know, I look forward to reading your comments on there. Then um, obviously saw the recent Excel is the is Excel dead debate uh, between um, Chris Chris Argent and Lance Rubin. So I think uh, that, uh, definitely check those two guys out. But then moving on from that, I think some people who aren't so sort of finance related, there's a guy called Win Hopkins. And he's a, he's a big advocate of uh, Microsoft Excel. And he's, he's, he works for a company called Access Analytic. And I think he, he puts a lot of good detail on about Microsoft, um, especially the Power BI packages. And then um, sort of go further away from finance, if you like. Um, there's another guy on there called Alan Walker. And he's, he's about recruitment. He's the um, editor of an of a organisation called Chat Talent. And I suppose it's not the recruitment stuff that I follow him so much for. He puts a lot of humour into his posts. 
and you know who says that accountants can't have a, a sense of humour as well. So so yeah, I'd, uh, I'd recommend <laughs> looking at him and, and sort of following that same um, logic. There's a there's a good um, satire profile on there. The guy you know goes under the name of Mike Winnett. Um, <laughs> And he's, it sort of sums it up in his headline. He's called Number One LinkedIn Influenza. Um, and he talks about course on leadership. So I, I, know, I know there's quite a few there, but I thought I'm all in. Name check everyone. Um, and then, yeah, so that's that's the sort of where I would get my resources from. I like, I like LinkedIn a lot. I like, like we talked about earlier, yeah, it's getting different viewpoints and understanding you know, how people work in their organizations which may be different how i work in mine which is, is really interesting yeah that, that's that's the power of linkedin i think you know some great names there i highly encourage our listeners to go check them out and, and again appreciate the plug as well robin but um yeah no it's a great great resource and i, I use it similarly it's, it's just to test out ideas get some feedback and it's getting the sparring amongst our peers which we can actually take it back into our own organizations so so and actually add more value ourselves and get more out of what we're doing too so couldn't agree with the advice more robin in terms of our audience if they want to connect with you and, and find out some more about you where's the best place to find you at yeah yeah no link, linkedin definitely I would, I would go with that <laughs> um yeah like i say i'm a big big advocate big fan of it um so yeah linkedin is, is the key place i would say fantastic robin well robin look um you've been a great guest for us i love how you sort of t- touched on some sort of hard lessons and how you overcame them earlier in your career in finance and how you're really enjoying your current role so appreciate you sharing that with our audience uh, some great resources there as well for for our listeners to follow up on and i just want to again thank you for investing your time in the show and wishing you all the best no problem thank you very much for having me on so there you have it hope you enjoyed today's show If you'd like to know more about our guests today, their bio, and follow up on the resources mentioned during the show, you can find all the relevant links and more at sitnshow.com. There you'll also be able to get access to earlier shows, read the latest blogs. There's also an opportunity to subscribe to our newsletter, which will give you heads up as to when the next show is coming out, latest events, news, and anything that's going to be relevant to help you have a fun, rewarding, and successful career in finance and accounting. And just before you go, we really appreciate your feedback. If there's something we can do better on the show, something that's not working, or something you'd like to see, even a guest you'd like for us to invite onto the show, someone who you think might be able to benefit you more and also the rest of our community, please let me know. You can email me. I'm at andrew at sitnshow.com or feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Just drop me a message so I know how you found me and we can connect. And really, it's our community that will make the show. If we keep engaging and driving each other on, we'll keep on building our strength in the numbers. When all is said and done, if we can do the numbers better and finance better, we'll create more opportunities for ourselves, our friends, our families, our communities and our businesses. So until next time, have a good rest of the week. Take care and let's keep building our strength in the numbers.